Welcome everybody to the very first and possibly last, we'll see how this goes, episode podcast of the Lisa the Yarnista podcast. I am Mike, sometimes known as Mr. Yarnista. Across the table from me is Lisa the Yarnista herself. How you doing, Lisa? I'm alright. Good. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good, too. We're off to an excellent start so far, aren't we? It's very happy. It's awesome. So, Lisa, that was almost exactly a year ago already. Can you believe we've been doing this for a year? Feels like forever. If well, I don't know about it, it went no, by it really fast. Forever. So welcome everybody to the one year anniversary episode of the Lisa, of the Elisa the Arnista podcast. I'd like to say that we've got a, a more well-oiled machine going on here compared to how that original first intro went, but apparently not. Well, Rollo's eating supper. Yeah, nothing. Something things don't change. No. Rollo's off eating his dinner, and he'll probably make an appearance. Logan's up in the bathroom. That hasn't really changed. No. Yeah. So what do you think, Elisa? We've been doing this. It took about a year to get into it for me to convince you to actually get on the microphone and talk about your adventures and your knitting projects and all that kind of stuff. And now we've been actually doing it for a year. This is episode number 48. So 48 episodes over the course of a year. That's pretty good, I think. Is it 48 or 49? This is 48. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was more than that. Mm-hmm. We we missed four weeks then? Apparently. I don't think we missed four. How did we miss four weeks? I know we missed one in the beginning and I got in trouble. Yeah, right away. The very second week we missed. Or was it the third week? It was like the third week. Something yeah. like that. We got in trouble. But yeah, so we've been doing this for a year. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Relatively painless. You've kind of gotten used to it, right? You just kind of jump in front. you got a whole pile of books, so you're prepared, I'm prepared. Yeah. One of the things I noticed, I went back and actually I listened to the first couple of episodes Uh-oh. just to see what they were like. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Well, I'm still me. You're you. You're still you. I'm me, but I mean, I'm mean, i talking like, like the format of the show hasn't... I mean, we've added... Knitting Canoes has been added, so we've added a little bit of things, and... Thinking about it back, um, you know, when I was originally considering or thinking about the format and what we wanted to do. and Well, you thinking, had a whole year to plan. Why you, yeah. Because <laughs> I got, what I kind of did was I got like these, like various podcasts that I like and that I, that I listen to. I'm like, I like that, how they do this and how they do that. And so I kind of combined all of that. And originally the plan was to do like 20 minutes, half an hour a week, something like that. And <laughs> somehow we're doing like an hour every week now. We are. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know how we're doing an hour a week because you don't want to say anything this week, it sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. You got nothing to say? Well, you you got you listened to the first couple episodes, so you know what you're talking about. I haven't listened to them. Have you listened to any of them? Yeah, but oh, I haven't you? listened to the first two, oh. and I didn't realize this uh, is what we were doing. Well, yeah. See, I surprised you again. You did. So yeah, I mean, so what, enough, things really haven't changed a whole lot. We've We're added still some at the things table. in. We're still at the table, and Elisa's on the other side of the table from me, as always. Rollo is not under the table yet, though. No, he probably will be once he finishes his oh, dinner. I think he's done. And I went back and was uh, episode four was the infamous Swoodles episode. I thought that was like way like more in the middle or something, but that was right at the beginning that we talked about uh-huh. Swoodles and Sweet Patoodles. And I actually think we're having swoodles tonight. Are we? I think so. Well, there you go. It's a good time for it. We're going to make some pork chops with some berry cardamom glaze on it. Cool. And then uh, I think we're going to have some swoodles with some uh, Alfredo sauce on them with it. That sounds good. That might be good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so just want to thank everybody if you've been with us since the first episode or somewhere in the middle or if this is your first one you've ever listened to. Just want to thank everybody for listening and uh, kind of and subscribing and hanging out with us here. Yes, and you thank can you. hear Rollo going under the table. He's, he's pacing. There's he's, something coming on in the horizon with the weather. Something's happening because he's going crazy. Well, now he's not crazy. He's just kind of restless and wandering around. Not, he's, uh, he doesn't like the heat. It's, it's, it's hot. Oh, yeah, it feels like too. 96 now. That's it's 87. It feels like 96. Yeah. Humidity's down to 65%. I mean, that's vast improvement. Compared to 85? Oh, hi. Now he's peeking at me under the table. But so, yeah, I just want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Appreciate it for the emails that you've sent in over the course of the year. Yes. Uh, the questions and comments that you have. And, and not only the email comments, but Elisa gets a lot of feedback and stuff in person working at the store so we definitely appreciate that as well what you guys like what you maybe don't like even if you um there's something you want us to change if the format's too long or if you want to go longer i don't think we can go longer because it's i think an hour seems to be pretty natural for us is kind of what it works out to be um so you know just think about going forward too i've got a lot of ideas and things that we want to do i talk a lot about the videos so i think the first year was a lot about uh just getting used to it just kind of getting in front of the microphone and recording and getting that whole system down are we in front of it or are we next to it or we're like in the middle like we're next to the it. microphones in the middle of us okay in between us if we each had our own microphone then we'd be in front of the microphone no you sent the link to that to me so that will be a while that's that's the hopes and dreams because we would need two of those is what you told me exactly we each get one yeah the microphone i'm looking at the one that i really really want is like 450 dollars for one microphone <laughs> so it's a really good microphone though but you need tires but i need some tires and i need some other things which but... the tires are not at least they are used to podcast no related. that's completely separate but <laughs> it's completely separate but so i've got my eye on a couple other ones actually i noticed that amazon has a warehouse thing like warehouse deals where it's like refurbished and returns and like used and stuff like that so i'm like oh the ones that i'm looking at are significantly cheaper that route than they are in the regular new way so that might be an option too but anyway so what do you think everybody five dollars then no they're definitely okay. not five dollars <laughs> but uh thinking about going forward and ideas that i have to expand uh the show and, and what we're doing and rollo's going to be annoying here and uh interrupt the sentimental portion portion of the show but uh, definitely again ideas for a video podcast potentially and if i can get the camera working I'm, i've got a warranty claim going in with logitech for the camera because it's doing some weird focusing things non-focusing things but a video version did you adjust um, the focus I, yeah that was a suggestion <laughs> that they gave me they said did you try the slider on the focus i'm like of course then don't be stupid of course i did that i'm a, I'm a you know though some people not everybody is as smart as you well no but it's automatically goes to the autofocus and you would um, you would think that if one side of the frame is in focus the other side of the frame Again, should also be in focus yeah i have magical mystical powers. i wonder if we traded sides of the table if i was on your side and you you're on my side. Would I be in focus? Probably. Because I, I have magical, mystical powers. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe you ruined it. I'm a it. unicorn. You wrecked it because I, I walked all around the house and everything on the left was out of focus. So maybe you could, maybe you could uh, fix that. By I could make on the both other sides side. out of focus. Oh, that would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, again, all, all kinds of ideas as far as uh, video things to do. Um, and some One of other my ideas favorite things for ever. the podcast. Yeah. Here comes Mike. Elisa. Hey, I have an idea. So it'll be good. And it'll be fun. It's always fun. To allow us to do some of those things that we want to do in the future, you can always go to elisatheyarnista.com. And over on the right-hand side, we've got an Amazon affiliate link over there. 
If you click on that, that'll take you to Amazon and uh, your shopping experience is exactly the same. They don't charge you anymore or anything like that. But when you check out, Amazon may uh, send a little bit, a very small percentage of your overall purchase to us here at the show. And that'll allow us to do some of those things we talked about as far as um, new equipment and uh, adding some new features and things to the podcast. Um, But you can help us out that way. You can also go to uh, fireflyfibers.com, which is the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. And you can um, go there and buy some yarn and all kinds of goodies there with accessories and, I don't know, all kinds of stuff that you have over there. Um, is there anything new that you wanted to talk about this well, week? Well, there's something new that I want to talk about. Go ahead. But I can't talk about it. Oh, sure you can. No, I can't. Of course. Uh-uh. Talk about whatever you want. There is it's a the big... It's su- the Elisa the podcast. Mm-mm, there's big surprise coming the end of the week. I have been sworn to secrecy. So said the note in the box that I received with the new item that I cannot share. So you signed a non-disclosure agreement? Well... Nothing is signed? Nothing Mm. is signed, but I would like to continue having positive business relations with some people. I found a loophole, Elisa. Well, I don't know. I think I can just say, but then I probably won't. Probably won't be good for the future. Oh, okay. So, something very exciting coming uh, Friday morning. So, pay attention to the Firefly Fibers Facebook page, and I imagine all the the other website website and all that kind of stuff, to see what that's all about. The um, new amazing thing will go live in our online store on Friday. Friday. Yep. And it will be amazing. That is a guarantee. And it will be live in our retail store. Yeah, so you can stop by. If you're yep. in the area, come on into Firefly Fibers on Friday. Uh, we will also be hosting uh, the uh, Yarn Crawl Yep. on Friday. So uh, we'll only be there for one day. It's actually a Friday-Saturday event, but the two of us will only be there on Friday because on Saturday we have our own event to go to. Fancy. Uh, well, we'll see how fancy it is. I don't know if it's going to be fancy I have seen your sister's dress. It's going to be fancy. It's going to be fancy. And I have seen my dress as well. I've seen that too, and that's it's pretty fancy. fancy. Yeah. I'm going to wear a tuxedo, and I imagine that'll probably be pretty fancy. I, don't, I haven't seen that yet. I don't know what color they are. I asked Bart what uh, color socks I should wear, and he never answered me, so I'm going to have to ask him again. Because I asked him several questions, and he, he missed that one. Striped socks. I assume Just some black. Stri- crazy stripes. Just like some argyle weird colors. Well, are you wearing black shoes? I assume. I don't know. Wear, oh. I don't know. I, I assume. Okay. Some more black socks. Well, I have to ask. I'm not going to show up with black socks. And we're like, we're, for our wedding, we had white. We did. So I'm not going to wear black socks with a white tuxedo. I would assume you would have had to have given a shoe size, though, if you needed shoes. Well, yeah, a shoe size, not a shoe color. Oh. I don't know. Oh, are they getting shoes for you, too? Yeah. It's a tuxedo. Oh, they do come with shoes. Yeah. Huh. That's how that works. So I'm going to ask him again because he missed that part of the conversation, so I'll have to double check. We were talking about early check-ins and all kinds of important stuff and what time we have to get together and meet. I know, because you're... We have to do the Bravo. fitting and all that kind of stuff. So, little man, come here. Yeah, well, because you have to ditch me in. Yeah, so we'll in drop, Appleton. Drop you off, in and Appleton. I don't know where I don't know where you're dropping me off at yet. So I have right. to ask your sister. Ask ask your sister about that. That would be a good thing to know. I mean, you can't just like drop me in, like you know, pull over to the side of forty one and have me get out of the car. Yeah, and then she can that swing by and she well. can pick you up. Yeah. That would work. Because we're going to go get our hair done and our makeup done. Apparently there's like an airbrush makeup option, which sounds really super fancy, but I don't think I need airbrushing. That's I, that's weird. Yeah. It's an option. It's Do like it. 10 or $15 more or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't like wearing a whole lot of makeup anyway. So I don't know. We'll see. I'd be curious just to see what that looks like. 
I don't know. A Disney princess? Maybe I'll look like a Disney princess. Well, I would hope so for $10 or $15 more. (laughs) That's the Disney princess package. Exactly. Uh, Oh, yeah. Firefly Fiber Stop out there. Um, If you would like to participate in the podcast, you can send us an email to podcast at elisathearnista.com. And you can also find Elisa on uh, Ravelry and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff if you want to uh, talk about things on there. Um, But since we are a knitting podcast, we do like to talk about knitting a little bit, at least once in a while. What? Yeah, once in a while. Not a lot, but sometimes. So what are you working on, Elisa? What's, uh, What's on your needles right now? Well, I just posted... Was it last Sunday or Monday that I posted the new um, Simply Handmade Along project? The Church Mouse. Oh, it was actually, was it, it was last Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Church Mouse crocheted beaded necklace and bracelet. Um, and I finished mine. I decided to use, um, it's, it's, it's a free pattern that they have right now. I'm guessing that with a lot, like with a lot of their free patterns, they usually take and... Um, they kind of like test them for free and then they have Jared Flood come in and do like beautiful photography and make them super fancy. And then it's a paid pattern with a little bit more, a little bit more content and more instruction. Um, but this one is just, it's a crocheted, it's a long crocheted strand. It's, so it's just a single chain, um, with beads on it. And it's really pretty. Even if you don't know how to crochet, you can do it. If you can take a crochet hook and pull a loop through a loop, that's all you need to do. That sounds easy. It's easy. I swear it's easy. (laughs) Um, But I did it, the one that I made, I used um, our Quince and Company Sparrow, the fingering weight linen. And I have some pretty beads that I used for it. And I'm actually using a real clasp on it because it's, I didn't want to mess around with like doing a loop to go over a button and have to deal mm. with that so mm-hmm. i use the i use the class and it, it turned out really nice i really like it so that i finished that that it took like an hour yeah nice so that was fun so and it's it's an it's a long it's like 38 inches long so you can double it up as a necklace or wrap it around i think it fits around my wrist like six times for a bracelet so it's really pretty nice so that's a lot of fun yeah it looked really cool with the the beads on there do you have the beads on the the mm-hmm. on the store i didn't think so no and the quince isn't there either because we can't as a mm, as a retailer yep. we can't we can only sell it in our brick and mortar store but you can contact me sure at info at fireflyfibers.com and i can help set up a um a mail order for you we just yeah. can't sell them actively from our website right um the other what else my I? I finished classes that's that's a big thing yeah one of the one of the classes that i have um that we haven't sent the email out yet about classes but they're available on the website and at the shop now um one of the classes is um because i love knitting socks the fish lips kiss heel hmm. which is like a 16 page tutorial on how to do this sock knitting technique that is just i think feel like it's so intimidating because you can make a cardboard cutout and then you have to do this and you have to mark that and you have to measure this and measure that and it just it's it's a lot of pages for not really a pattern so we're going to do it as a class and kind of walk everybody through it help help everyone get the template and get a template made of their foot and be comfortable yeah. with how you do that. Because yeah, what you were saying is, it seems, I mean, it's 16 pages, so it seems it's overwhelming, but it seems... It's it's a, very simple. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a lot more than it actually is, or a lot more complicated than it actually mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and then the heel is really great to work. 
Um, it, it's a nice, simple um, short row heel, um, but it fits really nice and it can easily be swapped out with any sock. So um, that was one of the things I liked about it too, is it's a nice, a nice heel that's easy. You don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. So that one's a lot of fun. Um, what else do we have on there? Sweaters, of course. Um, yeah. Sweaters, sweaters, and more sweaters. Yeah, so we've got, we've got a good a good variety yep. of things coming up. A good uh, cross-section of different kinds of classes yep. and things. Oh, and actually my, my uh, Pink Memories sweater that I was knitting for uh, the one that I was hoping to have done when I was in Colorado, that's actually one of the sweater options on the next class schedule too because I have a top-down raglan and I gave four options for sweaters and that is one of the options for a sweater. Cool. So if somebody would like to knit that one and take a class. Sure. Um, the Firefly Fibers Knit Along the summer is going to be coming later this week. I'm waiting for the yarn to arrive. It, mm-hmm. My FedEx tracking says it will be coming on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yep. Okay. So I'm hoping it'll have that available hopefully Thursday morning. What is the yarn? I can't say. Oh, okay. And that's a secret, too. Oh, so that will, that will launch on Thursday. I'm trying to help you promote, and you can't, it's a big secret. You can't even say. But that'll all be posted on Thursday. The project okay. and the yarn, I keep those a secret until... Got it. Until it's ready to go. So that's what's finished. I'm almost finished with my climbs that I've been working on forever. There was an issue with... I, I Apparently, I didn't... I, my, my, my stitch counts weren't the same on the two socks, but I figured they're socks, so... That's close enough. I'm just finishing them up. How and, far off were you? Um, one, I had two stitches more on one, wow. so I think I may have increased too many on one, so... That's not going to matter, is it? No. I mean, two stitches on your foot. No. I just deal. decreased it out and doing yeah. the ribbing, and then I go back and I do the afterthought heels, and those will be fun. I have a nice pile of uh, FOs that I need to take pictures of. So yeah, I've been getting through some of my uh, some of my works in progress, and I think I'm down to. We asked me last week. I think I'm still down to eight or nine. So that's still good. I think so. Yeah. And an ongoing work in progress is the moving the rooms around. Yeah. And we're getting <clears throat> closer. We'll be able to move. You got a little. Uh, you call it a love seat or a sofa? It's not really a. Oh, my little. Uh, my little is it leopard print? Yeah. My leopard print uh, um um little love seat. I got it from a friend, didn't I it? got it from yeah, I got it from a friend for What did you trade your guitar for? How did you come I don't remember how you got that. I think I bought it. I think I <laughs> oh, bought was it, it from okay. her. Yeah. They they delivered it's, it's nice because nice, it's little... it's a little one of those like um I wanna say it's like a dorm love seat or like mm. one of those ones that you just it it's all like it's all cushion. Mm-hmm. And the seat like folds out. Well, your cousin so slept it, on it one time because then we put an air mattress yeah. on it, and then it's like it folds out into a bed. Yeah. So, but so, yeah, all it is is foam. There's like no base to it whatsoever. Yeah. 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 So I probably wouldn't want to sit on that, but you, on the other hand, can probably. It's probably. I'm pretty okay comfy. sitting on it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it seems like it'd be really comfortable, and I think once that gets moved. The pace will pick up because that'll open up room in the other room and I can yep. move some stuff in and we'll kind of start swapping back and forth. And then just thinking you're talking about uh, uh, sewing and stuff like that I saw on the list. You've always got some sewing projects that are kind of pending and on and the list and just, on your wish they're list. They're stuck right now mm-hmm. because I, I want to move stuff. I don't yep. want to get – because it's it's a pain right now. I don't have the space that yeah. I need. Yeah. So that so. – that, uh, 
hopefully this week. Maybe I can start making bags again. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe you, you can start making that. bags. I don't think you want me sewing. I think I've ever... I could let you cut stuff out. That I can do. I can ha- I'll can. i have a permanent cutting table set up. Well, so there you go. Yeah. Mike can... will cut your bags and I will put them together because you don't want him putting them together. And then hopefully at the end I'll have all of my fingers. Because I would use like the, the circle pizza cutter cutter, right? Yeah. yeah you got to be careful with that oh, that's thing. That's kind of scary. But that'll be, yes, I'm, I'm hoping that'll get done. We won't be doing much of that next weekend because, like we said before, next weekend we'll be uh, a couple hours north of here watching a couple people get married. So that'll be, that'll, I think that's going to be a good time. And try not to pass out when I have to give a speech. Oh, yeah, Rollo, come here. You know, Rollo's been laying on the floor and sleeping. And all day. Dumb, all day, not making any noise. He's... He sleeps uh, on a couple various beds and different places on the floor and didn't make any noise. And now we sit down to record the one-year anniversary podcast episode, and now he won't shut up. <laughs> and he keeps running into the microphone. You make work for your daddy. Yeah, a lot of that'll be a lot of post-production. Um, but yeah, so next weekend we'll be going up for that. This has been... Uh, a long time coming, I think, because they've been engaged. No, no, I mean, they've been, been together for two years. Yeah, two years, and you could say you get to they've be been the, engaged for a year, something like that. And so you get to be the matron of honor, which does include the responsibility of giving a speech, which I'm looking forward to because I think it'll be fun. Because at least, not Lisa, but my sister was uh, the maid of honor at our wedding, and she cried, and she and she cried, and I guarantee you're going to cry because that's what you do. You cry. I hope to make everybody cry. <laughs> that is my goal. I do not want to be alone in my crying. It will be happy crying. It'll I'm be, not going to be like... Obviously. Yeah. No, it'll be good. That's how you know it's a good speech is when you get people crying. And laughing. And Oh, man, you're going to have laughing in there, too? Oh, I don't know. Oh. No, I'm not a comedian. You're sitting in a high bar with laughing and crying. Mostly crying. What I would do, I would Google maid of honor speech or matron of honor speech. I, just... I've got it covered. I've done it. <laughs> okay. I've, I've Googled. There's there's an eight-step process. What? An eight-step process? What does that involve? I don't know. I, I haven't. I, it, it, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Luckily, I, as an usher, don't have to do anything besides usher. I think I can probably handle that. I've done that before. Don't let your pants fall down. That would I be will embarrassing. Wear a belt. <laughs> Actually, I know how to do the little claspy things on the on the sides of the pants, so that'll be fine. And Rollo and Logan are going to be at camp. Yeah, they'll be at camp and hopefully being good and not getting into trouble at camp. We'll get a report card at the end of that visit. I think see they, how things go. I think they make the report card look better than it really was. I think as long as the dogs don't like actually attack and start fights with other dogs, they get a pretty good report card. Well, they, they always come home with a good report card. Sometimes yeah. they're not very good eaters, but... That tends to happen with, you know, a husky. Yeah, he eats when he wants. He doesn't They at eat home. when they want, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that'll be, yeah, because so for those of you that are in the area, you've probably seen the signs and all the notices, but as, as a reminder, we will be closed on Saturday. So again, with that yarn crawl that we're participating in, that's why we're only going to be around on Friday. We won't be there for the, the Saturday portion of it. Um, and again, I was so excited to be part of the yarn crawl, and then I saw what weekend it was, and any other like, weekend would really, have been that's fine. The only, we could have adjusted vacation, we could have adjusted yeah. anything, but we can't adjust your sister's wedding. So, yeah, I don't think she would allow that. No, so but yeah, it's everybody's and everybody is really excited about the wedding. Everybody keeps they're they're excited to hear about how everything goes. Yeah, and, 
yeah so yeah there's signs on the door so next week we'll uh we'll be able to talk about the wedding itself probably and how that went and our adventures Mm -hmm. in all of that um, if we do a show, if I episode, survive, if Elisa survives, otherwise it may just be the uh, Mike, Mike and Rollo, yeah, the Mike and Rollo show <laughs> next week. But I think you'll do just fine. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be more than just fine. I think it will be wonderful. I even offered earlier that Elisa could practice her speech on on the show today, and she could uh, read that for everybody no, listening. No, it needs to be a to. surprise. <laughs> I'm not practicing in front of you either. <laughs> Because oh. I don't want you, sta- I don't want to be like standing there and like trying to like talk into a microphone and trying not to like vomit or pass out. And you're like giving me like cues for like how things. Well, oh. I could give you flashcards. I, I could give you cards. Cue cards. Yeah. I could give you cue cards. Like on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That would be easy. Yeah. That would help. No. No, let's not do that. So. So, one thing that I thought was interesting. In one of the, I can't remember which episode it was in. It was one of the earlier episodes because I, oh. I didn't listen to all of them. But there was, uh, we talked about the peach truck. Yeah. About it. Well, it was about a year and ago. And my friend Danae went and got peaches for us last year. Yeah. But this year. This year she was not able to, so you had to go and do that yourself. I had to make a business decision. Yeah. And I had to put a sign on the front door at the mm-hmm. store. That Firefly Fibers would be closed for approximately 20 minutes when I went to go get peaches. And I was nervous because everybody's like crazy about the the peach truck. Really? Oh, yeah. So It's like a fight over what, Furbies and Cabbage it's just like or something? No, it's just oh. like a ton of people because they're really good peaches. Yeah. Well, they come from Georgia. They better be good. That's what so Georgia does. That's, yeah, that's their thing. So, yeah, I went. I was really impressed. And it was fast. But, yeah, I got peaches again. And uh, I got us two half bushels, and That's I also got us, I also got us blueberries too, and those are on the fridge. I saw those too. Yeah, what are you gonna do um, with those? Probably just freeze them. Oh, just okay. wash them and put them on a tray and freeze them in bags, and can have Rollo, them on. Stop. Oh, Rollo, have them on this yogurt. It's gonna take me hours and hours and hours when we're done. I guess I'm gonna be making supper all by myself. This huh? might not get posted until tomorrow sometime with all the. <sighs> Volume adjusting, I'm going to have to do. <laughs> You're killing me, Rollo. If you pat him on the head, it keeps him calm. If I punch him in the nose, is that what you said? No, don't punch him in the oh, nose. Oh, okay. Mike does not punch our dog in the nose. I do. No, of course not. Only when it's funny. <laughs> so, no, we made, um, last night we, uh, so I got all the peaches on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, like a crazy person. Like there were people in front of me that were getting like, half a bushel and like one box of blueberries and here's me like forking over like a hundred and like some odd like almost two hundred dollars for like my stuff and her stuff yeah you weren't just buying for yourself and i like had to make three trips to the car because they're 25 pounds of peaches and five pounds of blueberries and Mm. they're big so i mean i probably could have carried like two boxes of peaches at the same time but yeah so I had to make three trips, and it was hot. Yeah, this has been the, like the last probably it five bad. days because it was ridiculous. Thursday, and it was also, that was the beginning of the bad heat and humidity. Not just heat, but humidity. Oh, it's awful. You walk outside, and you're like instantly drenched with gross, yeah, foot sweat. <laughs> well, I told <laughs> you what was it Saturday morning? I got to the store and I went out to sweep off, and because we had like well Thursday night, not only did we have well Thursday we had the heat, but Thursday night. Your dad's um, 
your dad's girlfriend mm-hmm. texted me to ask if we were okay yeah. and if we were safe. And I'm like, we're fine. Why wouldn't we Why be? wouldn't we be? And then all of a sudden it was 535 and it was dark outside. Yeah. And the front window of the store, the front, the, well, the front door like slammed shut because it doesn't always close all the way when it's humid. So it slammed shut and the front window started rattling and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. And it wasn't good. And... But then it passed, and we didn't have anything downtown. I mean, it was it was very, very windy. But then when I drove home, it took me, like, 20 minutes to get... Which usually like, takes three. It's, like, what, a mile and a half, maybe? No, maybe a mile. Yeah. Because there were trees down everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was, was bad. And it was, like, a 20-minute storm. Yeah. Because so it, it was done by the time I left. It started at, like, 5.35 or 5.40, and I left the store... Well, and I was right around six. Yeah, and I was at the gym, and you called, and we were talking about. I was sitting in the parking lot, and, and you were telling. Flooding. Well, yeah, because you were telling me about all the stuff that was happening. I'm like, you know, I got to go because it is pouring here, and I know that area of town because mm. I've been there before, and it floods around that area. Because I used to be swampland out there by the in the the East Town area. Oh, it's very possible. Yeah, I feel like it used to be swampland. Yeah, and and even be like when I was going out the parking lot, I saw there were already cars going through the street, and the water was up to the doors already. And I'm like, yeah, I can't go that direction. So I had to go back around a different way just to even get out of there. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I was there at the gym. And luckily, I was done before this all happened. But as I was leaving, water started to come up through the drains in the showers. And I'm getting, you know, sewer water, I'm guessing. It's probably not the cleanest and healthiest no. water. And it was, I mean, it flooded the locker room. The floor was covered. And it came out of the locker rooms into the, the gym area. And so the whole time I'm showering on Thursday, I kept looking down. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some like this sewer water to come bubbling up out of the thing because you, you can't really see outside very well, but you could hear it. Yeah, and it was. I mean, you could hear it, it was raining hard. So I'm I'm showering. I'm like, oh God, please don't get on my feet. Don't do this. And it didn't. Luckily, as far as I know, anyway, it didn't go on a Friday. But luckily. It didn't do anything, but that would have been really bad. <laughs> that would be gross. That would be the opposite of showering. Oh, God, that would be horrible. I'd have to go wash my feet off in the sink or something. And that's awkward. You're not, like, n- that nimble. Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. You can, you can, I can wash, manage You that. can wash your feet in the sink oh, just yeah. fine? I can manage okay. that. I do that at home all the time. Oh, so I can okay. Manage at the gym. That's where you wash your feet at home. Yeah, where else would you wash your feet? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Huh. That's what I do. I don't know. So there was a peach truck, and there I got a, a bunch truck. of peaches. And our, our the peaches are beautiful. We get them from Tree Ripe Citrus. Um, they come through our area twice, usually once in June and once in July. Um, and we got a lot of peaches. It smells like beautiful peaches in here right now too, because they're all like perfectly ready for. Canning. Oh yeah, they look really good. So we did two batches of the uh, boozy canned peaches last night um and then i'm planning tomorrow i got stuff i'm gonna make um peach salsa yeah i I, that should be good i'm not a huge fan of the fruity sweet salsas but but the peaches what she says is that it the peaches just basically replace the tomatoes so everything else is the same it's just peaches but it's not tomatoes no, it's not tomatoes because we don't have any tomatoes yet. <laughs> They're out there. They're just green. So hopefully we'll get some of those tomatoes. Mm-hmm. What's the, because are, are all these recipes coming out of the same book? Um, They are from the, well, and I told you that they're, 
so yes, the most of my canning recipes come from um, the uh, Food and Jars books by Marissa McClellan. Um, but the recipes that I the the boozy peaches, there's a variation in her new book that's naturally sweet Food and Jars, um, but they're slices instead of halves. Okay. And then there's like two tablespoons of bourbon in there instead of a quarter of a cup, which I didn't realize until later because I used my... That's a big difference. It's a very big difference. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I use the... The one that I use the most, I think, is the her her first book, the just Food in Jars. You can post a link to this one, I think. This is the yeah. one I like the that it's not that I like it the best. It's the one that I go to the most frequently. There's a couple of beet recipes in here too. Pickled beets with ginger. Cool. So yeah. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I think we, Oh, here we go again. That was not water. That was not water this time. So we've got two shows in a row. We didn't explain last week what happened very well. Now everything's all askew. Oh, more post-production work for me. <laughs> and I'll have to clean sticky wine off the floor. Yeah. So that happened uh, last week for anybody that listened. Rollo, I'm going to adjust this one more time here. There. <laughs> oh, man. So last week, Rollo walked through cables. This week, I've got a counterweight for the microphone because the microphone itself is pretty heavy, but the counterweight is just... It's a Christmas gift bag full of heavy things. I've got some uh, video game cases. I've got uh, crystal bowls. a couple of crystal bowls and a coffee mug. A Santa mug. <laughs> a Santa mug. Which, But when it comes Christmas time, I have to take that back to work, and that's going to screw up the whole balancing thing. But he uh, he did it again. So that will cause me some more work. Thanks, Rollo. But that's what happened last week, too. So I, I think, again, we keep talking about moving the rooms around. That's one of my big goals is to... Uh, have a more permanent setup, not in our at our kitchen table, so we can avoid things like that from happening, although it is kind of funny. So I'm using the rug <laughs> to uh, clean up the floor, because it got on the rug, too. Okay. I was going to get the mop, but I thought, oh, yeah. I'll just get the, the rug, because the rug needs to be it's washed be at this washed point anyway. anyway. So now it smells like a... Like a winery? A winery. A white yeah. winery? It smells like a Wollersheim winery, because it was actually Wollersheim. Good. Well, now you can get a, a fresh glass out of the fridge. And now that that happened, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, oh, the books. So I'll put a link to that. And uh, as always, if you click on the link, that'll take you to Amazon. And that's an uh, easy way. You get, again, you can help us out if you buy that buy those books. Um, you know, again, to help us buy some things. I'm all I'm all thrown off now because that was that was too exciting. That was too exciting. Well, and I thought <laughs> as I set my wine glass there, I'm like, this is a really stupid place to put my wine glass. But I'm right-handed, no. so I have to put it on that side. And I thought, oh, well, you know, last week at least you just spilt the water. I don't think I think that's a very convenient place to put the wine glass. It's just Rollo, for whatever reason, is like a bull in a china shop. He doesn't go around things. He's just going to go right through it. But not like Logan. Logan really just kind of bowls through things. Yeah, Rollo's yeah. just like, I'm going to go this way. Oh, oh, and there he goes again. Oh, he's all pacey. Yeah, there's something. I don't think there's supposed to be a storm. Is it going to rain? Oh. I didn't think so. 15% chance for like three hours. So yeah. apparently a 15% chance makes him all wiggy. And he had supper, so that's not the problem. He did. He had supper. He's wearing his shirt. 
I don't know. If I could only read his... I don't think I want to read his mind. I changed my mind. I thought I was going to say if I could only read his mind and know what was going on in there, but I think I'd rather not know. So we'll... He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You're going to have a lot of post-production, so I will make supper for us. I'll, I'll spiralize us some swoodles. That sounds good. Yeah. So. Oh, so... Um... That's that's it for canning. You know, look looking at this, we're thirty seven ish minutes into the what? show, and I I laugh thinking that we were going to keep this down to half an hour when we first started. Well, we were, well, we were <laughs> I at like we were. I mean it was it was less than a half an hour. Yeah, for the first few, and then then you went longer. Then we went longer, and then we added Canadian canoes, Elisa. We added Canadian canoes. And so th- this week I've got uh, a whole variety of different things going on. The first one was actually posted by an alpaca farm uh, from my hometown. I went to school in Lodi, Wisconsin, and they pa- they uh, posted this. I think it was on Facebook. Um, I follow them, but it's a story out of Peru, which obviously up in the mountains uh, they've got a lot of alpacas up there. And uh, it says tens of thousands of alpacas die in Peruvian cold snap. And this is... Uh, not a good thing. So the government of, government of Peru has declared a state of emergency in the southern Andes after brutally low temperatures killed tens of thousands of alpacas, according to the Associated Press. Uh, the government is promising $3 million in relief to farmers in the region who live at or around 15,000 feet above sea level. 15,000 feet? Yep. And I lived animals. in the mountains in Colorado, was and that 10? was... Tw- I'm gonna look it up. You, oh. you go with your thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to misquote it. But when I lived Uh-oh. in the mountains in Colorado, I mean that was high. Yeah, no, they're they're up there. Um, but again, fifteen thousand feet above sea level, they raise the animals, relying on money from selling their lightweight wool. Um, you know, and, and three million doesn't sound like a ton, but these these folks that are raising these animals and, and selling uh, selling the, uh, their fleece and whatnot. They do not make a lot of money doing this. It's it's kind of crazy reading this. Actually, how much they actually make. Um, it says the AP reports alpaca farmers earn so little, even in good years, the loss of even one animal can be devastating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peru is the world's largest producer of alpaca wool, an almost silky natural fiber coveted by the world's top designers and top designers and Lisa the Arnista. And I believe um, all of Blue Sky Fibers now, all of their alpaca comes from. Peru as oh, is well. It? Okay. Yep. Um, so, and it has so it has about four million, uh, four million animals. So when you're thinking, you know, was it tens of thousands? Yeah. So out of four million, it doesn't sound like a lot, but um, it's not like you can have a litter of alpacas. They have there's one. Mm-hmm. You have one. You know, each each season or each year. So it's gonna it takes time to get that back. Uh, you know, to bring the herd back to where it was before before this happened. Um, so the uh, high-altitude r- rural hamlets where alpacas have been raised for centuries are among the most deprived areas in Peru. Uh, the more than 120,000 families that make a living from shearing the soft featherweight fiber earn as little as $1,200 a year. $1,200 a year. So that's how much these people make farming alpacas. Uh, as little as $1,200 a year, which works out to less than half of Peru's minimum wage. So these people are up there working their butts off. Um, for less than half of, of what minimum wage would be normally through the country. Um, so it's a pretty interesting thing. It says the cold is also dangerous, even deadly, for people living in the high-altitude farming communities. 
Um, the Associated Press reports that in the past two months, an estimated 14,000 children, most of, the, most of them in the southern Andes where alpaca are raised, have had respiratory issues because of inadequate home heating, according to government figures. So um, all around, it's a bad, bad situation going on in Peru in the, in the mountains right now. It's, uh, the, the cold is just brutal uh, impacting those people. I don't know. Um, you know, I'd like to be able to say right now that, you know, to be able to help these people out, there's something we can do, but I don't know what that would be aside from, I don't know, buying their product, I suppose would be and continuing to, uh, to help them out. Um, one thing that I've been looking at, which I haven't talked to you about, but at least I have an idea, Lisa, something that I want to get involved in. Those of you in. that know me can imagine the eye rolling and the, 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 the face palm. And we've got the video camera recording. Even though she's not in focus, this will be uh, preserved for all time. But there's a website out there. It's called Kiva.org. It's K-I-V-A. Mm-hmm. And you can do uh, microloans through this through this organization. And I don't know. I, I imagine some of these people may be on there. But basically, you you say you want to put in 50 bucks, And you give a, a, a small loan to a, a, a somebody in another country. I think they even have it for the United States, but for somebody in a small country. And over time, they'll pay it back. Um, hopefully, they'll pay it back. If not, you know, that, I guess that's fine, too. But it's a way to help people out. I imagine at this time, I haven't looked out there since I saw this story, but I wonder if there might be people out there looking for financing and, and some uh, financial help. Uh, through those those small micro loans, but again, that's kiva.org. Maybe I'll put a, a link to that. But um, again, something that I want to want to get involved in. Um, it's kiva.org. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes as well. And Elisa, that's that, an idea I have. Is that the founder? <laughs> the the founder? What Mahatma? Um, Yana? Oh gosh, I've I feel like the founder is. I feel like I know about this you might i follow them on facebook it's fun to see some of the work they're doing and you can go in there and you can actually when you go to the website you can sort it and filter by uh industry you know so if you want to support somebody who's in a textile industry whether i'm knitting or whatever there i haven't seen a lot of those but um you you can you can do that again you kind of you just set up an account you put it you know 50 bucks aside where you want it to go and you help fund those people and over time i don't know generally how long it takes to pay back but you know if they succeed uh they they pay back the money you get your 50 dollars back and you can give it to somebody else and kind of keep that going and help people out all over the world yeah this is different than what i was thinking of but yeah the yeah the micro lending very cool very cool so I'll put a link to that. But again, these these uh, people are struggling. So well, and uh, I, you were saying fifteen. I mean, they're at fifteen thousand feet yeah. above sea level. So where I grew up in Alma, Colorado, which was it's the second highest um, incorporated town. And you're saying that because it's in Colorado where uh, marijuana is legal. Michael, <laughs> what's the first highest? <laughs> no, the first highest is um, Leadville. Leadville. Leadville, Colorado. And that's because marijuana is, is legal in Colorado? No, that is not why. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> it was not legal when I lived there when I was you know, oh, I, okay. 14. Got it. Um, but no, Alma, the elevation of Alma is 10,578 feet, which I feel like the t-shirt that, or the, 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 the shirts that I have say different. Mm, um, I know. There, there was an argument. Uh-oh. There was an argument. But Leadville is... Um, an argument with who? Oh, there was there was always a debate about like the actual elevation because when you start uh-huh. getting that when you start getting that like high for elevation, then there's you know 
people want to win. People, yeah, okay. People want to win. So they're, they're um, arguing about size and who's, okay. So Leadville Got is 10,000, oh, I don't know. No, it says Leadville is 10,360. That is less than 10,578. Oh, Alma, wait, Alma is a town, so it did not take the high, the title as the highest incorporated city. Ah. So Alma is the highest incorporated town. Um, but Timberline, where like trees won't grow or anything, mm-hmm. is between eleven and 12,000 feet. Oh, wow. So they're at 15, and that's why I'm thinking they're at 15,000 feet. Yeah, if you look at these pictures, I mean, there's a there's a picture of a guy there with one of his sick alpacas. He's like, yeah, this guy's going to die tomorrow. There are no trees. There's no yeah. vegetation. How do you feed an alpaca at 15,000 feet? Grasses will probably still grow. Boy, oh, boy. That's gotta, that has got to be a rough living. I do like his hat, though. I have a hat very similar to that in the basement. That your dad gave you. my father gave me, yeah. When he went to Peru? When he went to Peru. Lucky man. It's a very nice uh, reversible hat. Actually, it looks almost exactly the same. His is brown and mine is uh, black and gray. Because it has alpacas on it. So I'm sure because we carry a lot of alpaca at the shop. And we have a lot of vendors that work closely with the the alpaca farmers and the mills. So if we hear anything, we will... Yeah, I'll follow up. I'd be curious to see up. kind of what happens with the uh, the industry and supply and all that kind of stuff well, in the coming months. Because the date on the article is just, what, the 21st? The 21st, so it's three so, days ago. Yeah. And they're so cute. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, they're in dire straits. There's there's one picture on here where they've got one of the alpacas who is uh, that has been skinned because it, it died from the cold and was skinned, and they've got it out kind of... I assume just drying or whatever because they're going to feed it to the family yeah. and they're going, to, they're going to have to eat the eat it because, I mean, they're poor and I mean, what do you do when you've got all those those animals who have died from the cold and whatnot? So, yeah, it's a it's a rough situation. Should we talk about a happier? I think we should talk about something happier. something happier. So than this is, dead I mean, alpacas. Yeah, I don't know if this is happy or not, but this is kind of interesting. Oh. So this is a a book that I recently found out about, and this is not one that you currently carry at the store, right? I think it's pretty new. Again, this this story is just from a few days ago. And I'll t- I will tell you, this is one, when I'm doing my searches for uh, Canadian canoes, through uh, mycentraljersey.com is a woman, Pam McKenzie. Uh, she writes, I think it must be weekly. She does weekly articles that, that talk about knitting and things like that. And they're not always things that we want to cover on the show necessarily. But if you want to follow somebody in addition to Elisa the Arnista. So once you've read all of Elisa's blogs and clicked on the affiliate links and all that kind of stuff, if you want to check this out, I'll put a link as always uh, in the show notes on this one too. But she talks about a uh, pattern book. So it's a, it's actually a book about how to write patterns. Um, with, oh, I don't know what is going on. This is Mr. unusual. Pants. You go ahead and keep talking. Now I'm going to talk by myself. Uh, so uh, it's just called Patterns, and it's been published uh, by Interweave. And Interweave recently published Kate Atherley's new book, The Beginner's Guide to Writing Knitter. The Beginner's Guide to Writing Knitting Patterns. Uh, there is such a wealth of material in this book that I have taken a long time to write the review. And to be honest, I have not read every word of the book, but still, I heartily recommend it to anyone who is planning to submit their written written instructions for their designs to magazines or book publishers. And I picked this for a couple of reasons. Actually, one main reason is because uh, obviously you have experience from 
both the knitting following patterns and, and deciding which books to purchase and carry in the shop and, and the quality thereof, but also in the, the aspect of writing patterns mm-hmm. as well. And it's an interesting perspective to have because, you know, I think one of the things she talks about on here is, you know, when you're writing a pattern, you're not, when people write, you write kind of from your own perspective and your own voice, but when yep. you're writing instructions for somebody else, you have to consider not only does this make sense for me, but for somebody else who is unfamiliar with the project or unfamiliar with the subject, are they going to understand what I'm talking about? And I don't think a lot of, I, there. I think there are some pattern writers that don't take that into consideration. That and somebody actually has to understand it. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, things are confusing, well... That's what test knitters are for, and yeah. yeah and you've done some, uh, as far as uh, what you call, like tech editing, where somebody else has written a pattern, mm-hmm. you'll go through and just kind of double check it and say, hey, this doesn't make sense, or you may want to rewrite this, or the numbers are off, and that sort of thing. So it's a whole process. Well, because, I mean, it, it, whether you like math or not, it is a part of knitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I happen to love the maths. I really geek out over numbers, and so I really enjoy the whole, like, figuring out how numbers work. But some people, that's not their thing. But you have to have the numbers right, because otherwise the knitting doesn't work. Well, the knitting doesn't work, and then you've frustrated your customers, and the customers aren't going to come back. So you have to make sure that the patterns are going to be something that people can follow. Yep. And it says, so the, uh, the book is divided into eight chapters and three appendices. Uh, the chapters cover pattern structure and elements, the actual knitting instructions, charts, grading, formatting, and layout, the process, uh, selling online, and the copyright. Uh, the appendices offer a basic pattern template, abbreviations, standard terms, and glossary, and basic resources and bibliography. And I know one of the things that seems to, I don't know, confuse or just not click with people is the whole copyright section yeah. or the whole copyright subject. And, um, and Pam even says in here, she says that my favorite chapter in the book, the one that I read all the way through, is her chapter on copyright. Atherley isn't qualified to give you legal advice, and she has a disclaimer to remind you of this. But she does speak from experience, and she has consulted attorneys before sharing her wisdom. Uh, her subtopics include what is copyright, what is copyrightable, how do you copyright your work, what can you do with other people's copyrighted work, which is mm-hmm. important to know, managing your copyright, other types of intellectual property protection and where to get more information. I know this is somebody that you, again, as somebody who owns a yarn shop and who has written your own patterns, you kind of come across copyright from time to time where people will come in and say, hey, I have this pattern that I got from a friend, and it's a photocopied piece of paper that they scanned and printed from a friend of theirs, and they want to make this project. And My say, favorite oh, no. is when it's one of my patterns. Yeah, that's good, too. When it's a pattern that I you know, that I have designed and I sell at the store and, um, they come in with a photocopied pattern. Yeah. So which just spring for the five bucks. And I mean, the designers put a lot of work into the pattern. There's a lot of time. Like we just said, it's not just writing the pattern, but it's going back in the, the tech editing and the test knitting and all that kind of stuff. And it's not, I mean, technically it's ill, it's illegal. We're just kind of just going to come out and say, it. you don't have to say it. I'll mm-hmm. say it. It's illegal. And it, it's kind of cheap. And well, I That's mean, Church opinion. Mouse pays, you know, Jared Flood a decent like go to go back to Church Mouse and Jared Flood. They yeah. pay him a substantial amount for his photography. He's a professional photographer. Their sure. patterns are beautiful. There's a reason their patterns are beautiful because they put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah, a lot of thought goes into that. A lot, a lot of time. And 
honestly, when it comes down to it, you know, there are some free patterns out there that are great. Nitty is a great online resource, which um, Kate is. Um, where did I see? Kate is involved with Nitty, I believe. How did I? I feel I like I read that somewhere in here. Um, but anyway, Nitty is an, a free online magazine. All their patterns are free. But you can find, if you're curious about like how a pat, how a designer writes their patterns, go and find one of their free patterns. Because sure. if they're a rep, if they're you know an established designer, there's a good chance that they have something out there that's free, um, and just get a feel for it. Or you know what, spring for the five bucks. To me, it's worth it for the you know five to maybe eight dollars for a pattern yeah. to not be frustrated and have to figure yeah. things out because you know it's well written. You, you're supporting the person who's spending. The, this is how they make their living. Is they're they're not you know they're not out there uh, pouring concrete or, or building houses or something. This is what they do for the living. So throw them five bucks. You know if you like the pattern, it's something you're going to make. Maybe you collect patterns because some people do that. What? Throw, throw the money huh. out there. I knit everything that I buy a pattern for, Mike. Of course you do. I Everybody do. does, right? So, yeah. So, again, I will put a link to this because apparently it is on uh, Amazon. So we'll It is. A... I just sprung for the nine ninety nine for the oh. Kindle version. So Lisa's so, already purchased the book, which I was I, not aware of. I did. Good. So Lisa's got the book. Um, so look for I'll Lisa's... I'll report back. Yeah, look for Lisa's new patterns coming out soon because she's got so much time to write new patterns. Unfortunately not, but... They're all in my head. They're there and maybe they'll come out. If I could just shake my head and get that stuff out. Maybe with, fabulous. with this book they'll come out. But um, on the article she says, blah, 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 or if you have a U.S. postal address, you can send me an email to win a free copy of the book because somehow I have two copies. So I'll put a link to this story on there. So if you want to contact Pam and put your name in the running to try to win one of these books, mm-hmm. I think she'd be uh, she'd have fun getting some uh, emails from people from Wisconsin or other parts of the country that maybe are, are not in New Jersey where she prints her articles or, or publishes the articles. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, the cutoff date for the for emailing her yeah. the entry is this coming Wednesday, the 27th. So if you are interested in doing this, again, I'll have a uh, link to the article and her email address is toward the bottom of the, of the article itself mm-hmm. and then you can let her know that you'd be interested in winning one of those copies. Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited to read through it. I think it's going to be I think just for well, and that was something I've come up. I, I have I have I have friends that are knitters and librarians, and I yeah. mean, who should know things about copyright? Librarians, well, they, librarians, they work with, and it's it's a very it's a very it, it's been a it's been a kind of a cloudy area. So it is. I'm looking forward to a, and it, I think it is with everything. It's not just with knitting. Oh yeah, no, across the board, copyright is a it's a mm-hmm. touchy subject, and it's kind of. It is kind of blurry sometimes. And it's interesting. I yeah. find it very intriguing. So yeah. I'm the looking forward to reading that part. Intellectual property and all that kind of stuff. So when if you do choose to email Pam, make sure you let her know that you uh, heard about this on the Elisa the Arnista podcast. Uh, let her know where you're coming from. And with that being said, we talked about a little bit at the beginning for as far as uh, what we did for the first year. The second year, I think the first year was a lot about learning, a lot about getting the process down, a lot about doing, and just getting comfortable with it. I think the second year, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of big things for us in the next coming year, Elise. I think that we're going to see a lot of growth. So again, let, let Pam know you came from the Elise of the Ernista podcast. Let your friends know. 
uh, maybe if, if they're knitters, even if they're not knitters, I feel like I think we do enough that's not knitting related that people would be interested in. And even the, the knitting things that we do, I think, are potentially interesting to people who are not knitters. But I, I, I really, tell your canning friends too. tell your canning friends, tell your friends with dogs who are annoying and outside barking incessantly Sorry, right I now. I didn't know what else what I didn't know what else to do with him. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. I'm not sure how, how much that's coming up uh, or coming across on the recording, but I, I felt that it was favorable to him barking in here. Inside, yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so, again, I, I'm hoping for a lot of uh, growth in our listenership and uh, some new things and new features and different stuff happening on the show in the upcoming year. And if we again we get that room switch done, I think that's going to allow a lot of things. So that again is my homework for everybody listening, which I haven't done. I haven't assigned homework in a long time, and it seems that my homework is always exactly the same. But this week. Between this week and next week, oh. tell people about the show. So if you, if you have friends, family members, uh, people who are fans of knitting, crochet, canning, cooking, dogs, none of those things and just want to hear two people talk in the background while they do house cleaning and driving to work and mowing the lawn walking. and walking and whatever else you're doing while they listen to podcasts, I think we are calm, soothing voices that can help toward that end as well. But uh, let people know what, we've, what we're doing here and uh, spread the word. Help us grow our listenership, help our, help us grow our, our uh, audience, and that's kind of what we're hoping to do here. And let us uh, know what you want. Yeah, let us know. If you have any, again, podcast at elisathearnisa.com, shoot us an email. And if you have any questions, whether it's things you want us to talk about or if you have any suggestions for things we can do on future uh, broadcasts, future episodes, let us know that. Or if there's anything that you would uh, like to see us attempt, I don't know what that could be. But let us know. We're always cartwheels. open to suggestions. We can do cartwheels. We've got it. I can't do cart. Can you do? It? You can't do cartwheels. I have never tried to do a cartwheel. What? I have never tried to do a cartwheel. Obviously, you were never an eight-year-old girl. No, obviously not. <laughs> I tried a lot, and I could never do it. I can throw a curveball. I can figure skate. Can you? I can. Did you? Oh, what? I, th- I didn't know that you were able to do that. I thought uh, how long? How long did you do that? We'll talk about that maybe Many next years. winter. Many years. Many years. So it wasn't like your ballerina career? No, it was very different than the ballerina mm. experience. I had lessons for like four or five years. Holy cow. We'll have to talk about that again someday because I was not even aware of that. I thought that was a, a fleeting ballerina No, experience. I did it every Friday, every winter when I lived in the mountains in Colorado. Well, we'll talk about that next cool. time. Yeah. Well, how about we talk about you that this winter? buy me some ice skates. Oh, boy. Can you still do it? We'll find out. It's only been... A lot of years. A quarter of a century, at least. Oh, that's sounding desperate. Yeah, so we're going to bind off, let Rollo back in the house because he's sounding annoying. But yeah, so go ahead and, and uh, share the podcast with people. We'll post it up, share that on uh, Facebook, retweet it, put it up on, uh, I don't know, whatever, Ravelry. Wherever you have contact with social media people, throw that up there for us. Uh, we'll go ahead and bind it off. And we will probably be back next week after the wedding, depending on what time uh, everything wraps up and we get home on Sunday. Maybe a shorter than usual episode, um, but I'd like to do something so we, leave, we can at least cover the Just yarn crawl like and cover the wedding. Come in and say stuff. hi. Hi, welcome everybody to the Elisa the Anisa podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. No, don't no. do that. All right, so that wouldn't be quite as fun. But um, oh, and did- make sure you check in on Friday if you're curious about what the new thing is. Yes. Follow the uh, Facebook page. Follow the, the uh, website for the store. I did also want to say before we go, because I like to plug friends' other projects. So we did listen last night. 
Oh, we did. It was so much fun. It was good. So I think I mentioned, and I know we mentioned last week, a friend of mine is doing a uh, podcast for film reviews, mainly around action and horror movies, so that may not be in everybody's wheelhouse who is listening, but if you know somebody who's into those kinds of things, um, like 80s and 90s movies, stuff like that, uh, last one they talked about Toy Soldiers, which is Will Wheaton, and... Uh, I didn't realize my boyfriend Will Wheaton was in it. What's, uh, what's the other guy's name? I think we should... Um, I Samwise almost think it was like, like six... Oh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. He's my other boyfriend yeah, from the Will 80s. Yeah, Will Wheaton, that whole crew. Yeah. So a uh, movie called Toy Goonies Soldiers. Goonies and, uh, and The Next Generation. The Next Gen- exactly. So um, check that out. It's called The Man's Man, Man's Man Film Review. It's a good buddy of mine, Tom. I've known him for years. And a friend of his, they've been uh, friends for like 25 years. They've known each other forever, but they decided to start a podcast. So check that out again. If, if you aren't into that, if you want to share it, I'll post links to their Facebook page and to their first uh first podcast but we listened to it it was a lot of fun they talked about the that movie they talked about uh, some of the recent movies they've seen and they've got a good historical context for things they talk about and they really know what they're talking about they're a lot of fun they have good chemistry they have a good flow it is a fun. pg-13 podcast though i would say it's probably r, r? there's okay. some swears in there so oh and there was some other stuff yes so yeah. it would be an r-rated podcast so it's if... not like the family-friendly show we run here exactly they're they're a little more uh, a little more hardcore than we are so if you don't like the swears I'm you probably should hardcore. Listen. what are you talking about I'm just not on the podcast yeah no. as soon as i hit the stop button on the on the podcast it gets a little be it gets to be a little more hardcore when dinner starts and whatnot but when i'm cooking when you're cooking it's i turn into gordon ramsay in the kitchen exactly <laughs> Yeah, so check that out. I'll put links to that again. Um, that may be one I expect I will be doing a... Uh, oh, I think I'll we should it. hire you out for a fee because you are established now. That's true. I'll be making an appearance on that one in October. We'll talk more about this when we get into that, but I expect there will be a uh, review of The Pit, a uh, movie made, I think, in 1982. It was filmed here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin, and it's a fantastic movie for one, but two, it's it was made in the city where I live. There's going to be a re-release on the DVD. The store is in it. The, the front of the store. For about an eighth an of a eighth second. eighth of a second. <laughs> and I drove, when I drove home on Thursday, I was very concerned about the house from the pit because that's the street that I drove up on the way home. Sure. And that's where the trees were down and there were, like, policemen out there directing traffic oh. and fire trucks and, yes, so. I believe it survived. So then I'll have to go out. Maybe I'll do an interview with the people who live in the house that was in the pit. But yeah, so that'll be seeing a DVD and Blu-ray release uh, sometime in October. But I may be making it's a terribly the show. awful movie. Oh, it's it's amazing. It is so good. It's a great movie. But anyway, again, Man's Man film review. I'll put links on that for that. All right. And I think with that, we'll go ahead and uh, bind it off for another week, for another year. Another whole nother year. A whole We're going to do year. it for another year. We're going to go ahead and uh, start season series number two. Season number two. Year number two. Next year, episode 49. So thanks everybody for joining us for the year, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. But she told me, boy, you don't have to stay to a candy to leave. Yeah, I packed my rags and I left my bags down the